0: something that i think is really important is to have the eyes to see that's something that i always you know i pray to have is is the eyes to see someone who's in need or um you know somebody that i could offer any bit of kindness to to lift them up um and so that's something that that i've it really has become a part of who i am
1: that's savage Jardine. i'm greg baird you're listening to the photo gregor podcast You know, before we get to our guest today, I wanted to say a few things. Um, I'm just really thankful lately for all the experiences and trials and successes that happened to me, Um, especially recently. I'm feeling good about my photography. I'm feeling good good about my job, my day job. Um, I'm feeling good about this podcast. It's not a regular release but I do release an episode now and again, and I'm always on the lookout for good people. So if you know anyone who could appear on the podcast, go ahead and send me a message. I'm PhotoGregor everywhere, especially at my website, photogregor.com or Instagram slash photogregor. Anyway, if you know somebody who should be on this show, send them my way. I would like to talk to them. And now here's Savvy Jardine and my interview with her. She is fantastic, and I loved this conversation. I am here with Savvy Jardine, and she is my guest today. She's a producer for ABC for Utah's uh, Good Things Utah. Is that right?
0: That's right. Hi, Greg.
1: Hi, Savvy. How are you doing?
0: So good. This is so fun to chat with you tonight.
1: Yes, I'm excited. I've got like 401 questions, and we'll probably get through 18 of them.
0: Rapid fire, let's go. <laughs>
1: rapid fire. Oh, I forgot
0: to prepare. A new I rapid have a fire. background in pageants. I got this.
1: <laughs> you can speak on the fly, right? Extemporaneously, you got it. Um, so let's talk about that. You are a producer on a fairly well-known, good um, daytime TV show here in Utah.
0: Yes, it's so. Much fun. I've been working there for almost a year. And so it's Utah's lifestyle show um, on Channel 4, ABC4, and it's called Good Things Utah. So I get to kind of focus on the good things happening in our state, which I love. I'm not a huge fan of the news. Um, So I'm in a completely different studio and we get to highlight great things happening in Utah, startup businesses, and just people doing good things. And so I really have enjoyed it.
1: So let me ask you very first off, how did you feel welcomed by the cast and crew when you first got there? it's It's only been like a six months, eight months or so, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I was a little bit nervous going into an all female team. I've been a part of pageants. I've been a part of you know cheerleading teams, and I know that sometimes that those dynamics can be tough. but I was my first impression was like, wow, they have so much fun. Like they laugh every single day. Um, And I really love the culture there where it's that I didn't feel like there was anyone micromanaging me or telling me how to do my job. There was a lot of room for me to kind of be me and make the job my own, which I I loved. And I've just developed friendships there um, that really have meant a lot to me. They've welcomed me with opened arms. I'm kind of the baby of the team. Um, but they don't make it feel like that. Like, we're all just one big family. And like I said, I don't know if it's okay to laugh that much every single day. <laughs> so,
1: so are you saying that they treated you like a pro right from the, right from the get-go?
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say. I, I was actually sometimes surprised. Like, they really honored my creativity and my ideas. And it kind of caught me off guard because I'm not going to lie, at the beginning, you know, I was a little bit intimidated and wasn't sure what, you know, I hadn't really grown into that role yet. It was my first, you know, I would say real job after college. And it was, there was a lot of buildup. A little background for me of how, why I was interested in working at Good Things Utah. Like I said, I did have a background in pageants. And so at the young age of 16, I was interviewed on the show Good Things Utah. And I said that day, this is this is the job that I want. I want to work here. I want to work on uh, TV.
1: Planting seeds.
0: Yeah. And and I really did. I had my mind, you know, set on that being my job. And I ended up going to college at UVU and getting my degree in speech communication. And I really didn't entertain any other job paths, like any other career paths. That was my one thing. And it's kind of funny, you know, I'm from a small town. And so um, I, I was dreaming big. That was my big dream. And so, um, to check that off and to now work there, you know, there was a, so much, you know, backstory and context to me finally getting there. I was a little nervous and I had to grow into this position and now being there almost a year, I have so much more confidence and I love that they've been able to, you know, honor my creativity, honor my ideas. And I've kind of made it my own. And it's really cool to look back and kind of like, I think that 16 year old me would be pretty proud.
1: I think so too. Um, tell me. Um, what was your first big win? Like, when did you know that you had had something magical happen? There, first of all, tell us all what a producer does on a show like that. And <laughs> yeah. second, what was your first big win?
0: I do get asked a lot, what What do you actually do? So, <laughs> I produce. I produce. I obviously. mean, when you think about producing, I mean, I'm making it happen. And so, um, I'm behind the scenes booking guests for the show. So, I'm scouring, you know, Instagram. And anytime I go out in the community, I'm meeting people. And, you know, getting, getting to the point of what they're passionate about. And maybe they have a podcast like you, or, you know, they're a photographer or they, you know, have some cool talent. And so I'm, I'm constantly thinking, you know, what, how could I feature this person on, on TV and finding that in somebody has been really cool, but, um, I'm constantly scouring and trying to find guests to highlight on the show. And then we get, we, I do all the booking and then after doing the booking, I help produce the show. So on a day-to-day basis, um, the show is live every day, every weekday, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And so there's two hours of a show to produce. And and that's a lot of people to to highlight um, in two hours. And yeah, so
1: because those segments are like three, four minutes long sometimes. Yeah, and so, five.
0: yeah, so it's yeah, it's five minute segments. And um, and so there's a lot it's a lot of content. And so, you know, we we deal with all the booking and then it's producing the show. So from start to finish, just, you know, we Block it out minute by minute, second by second, and I help write the show. Um, And so when it's scripted, it's a mix of scripted and candid conversation um, on TV. And so I help write the scripted and just um, organize the whole thing. And then it's right into planning the next day. I also manage their social media account. And so that's been kind of new for me as well. I'm not actually huge into social media. And so that's pushed yet, me out yet. of my, yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I get kind of overwhelmed, but this has pushed me out of my comfort zone to, you know, take on some different job responsibilities and get creative. And I think that's the thing I've loved most about this position and about what I do is it really does allow me to use that creativity, thinking about new segments, new theme shows, something we've been doing lately is coming up with, with a theme and then booking all of those guests surrounding that theme. And one of my, you asked what a win was. Um, I produced so producing was actually um, a challenge for me because we use this program and I have not worked a ton with spreadsheets and it looking at it like my first thing that I said when I was getting trained was my eyes hurt like I don't know what to look at this is so much and you know there's so many little boxes and you have to make sure you check all the boxes Um, but to be able to finally produce an entire show by myself I did a pet themed show and so we had so many fun guests um, you know, we had collars and collars and leashes. We had homemade dog treats and dog food and just all pet training. And it was so fun. And I produced it by myself start to finish. And that was that was honestly a moment where I was really proud of myself.
1: Oh, that's cool. And sometimes you get to host a little bit. <laughs> I, let me congratulate you. It Thank was, you. Was that your first time this, this week was your first time hosting? Is that correct?
0: Yes. So I've done segments for fun. Um, but with my position, it's been really fun because I've been able to have my hands kind of in all of it. So I, my official title is associate producer, but really, I you know I've been producing, like I said, social media manager, and then recently I'm dabbling in hosting, and I've really enjoyed it. Um, it was so fun this week to kind of be on that side of things, and uh, you know, interviewing somebody else that made, that made me so excited to like jump in and communicate. That's something that I love to do, that I'm really passionate about as well. I learned the behind the scenes, but really, um, I've never been afraid to jump in and have conversations and connect with people. And so that was really fun.
1: Well, let me just say you were made for TV.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Like, uh,
1: I saw the segment that you posted, one of the segments you posted on your personal social media, and I was like, yeah, go, just in time to talk about it on the podcast. (laughs) Well, thanks. Pretty sweet. Congratulations. I'm trying to
0: diversify my topics. I talk beauty, I talk makeup, um, but I also have plans to talk about dating and marriage and and so, I mean, obviously pets. <laughs> so it's been really fun.
1: So let's, let's shift gears into dating and makeup mm-hmm. and marriage. And what other passions do you have? I mean, obviously that's your work life. What, talk, talk about your personal life. What is the thing that drives you away from the
0: office? Oh my goodness. Well, I. For the
1: things. I'm like,
0: a total. No,
1: limited to one. Just give me one.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm a totally quality time person. Okay. So I love spending quality time, whether it be outside with people. I thrive with communication and connection. And so my poor husband, sometimes he's like, can you like maybe hang out with a friend today? <laughs> um, but we love to be on the go. We're constantly planning game nights. Um, we love to play pickleball and just getting together with people spending quality time with each other is one of my favorite things
1: okay um and let's talk about your husband for a second mm-hmm. that guy is really tall and he plays basketball pretty well
0: <laughs> he's kind of a big deal <laughs> he's kind of a
1: big deal um uh what what was it that first got you about him like what what attracted you initially i mean usually you know the first thing you see is looks and then there's other things, but what what was the first thing besides looks that really made you go, Oh, Hey, this guy's got something.
0: So my husband and I have an interesting story. He actually knew me before I knew him and I had a boyfriend. And so he kind of had his eye on me. Um, and you know, he had followed me on Instagram and tried to talk to me in person, but I was just totally not giving him the time of day because so I was, <laughs> I was preoccupied. Um, but when I finally did, he actually answered a poll on my story On my Instagram story, that I was asking whether I should go to Disney World or Universal Studios in Florida um, when I was going to be going to Florida soon, and um, he responded strictly out of his love for Universal Studios and for Harry Potter. And so it was kind of funny. That's his thing. He loves Harry Potter. He actually, I mean, he's a basketball player, but here's a little secret. He says that his real dream he would rather have been in a Harry Potter movie than be in the NBA. Which that's a that's a big deal. Like not a lot of people know that, but so he's a huge Harry Potter nerd and um, we just got chatting and honestly, I went to his Instagram and <laughs> you can tell, I, I feel totally like Gen Z right now, but I feel like you can, t- <laughs> you can tell a lot about a person. And one thing that attracted me to him was his Instagram didn't seem like he was all about himself. He had a lot of pictures with his family and with his nieces and nephews, and that's something that is still true about him today. He loves his family and he loves babies. He loves his nieces and nephews, and um, I just could tell that he was different and that he was focused on others and not just about himself. And um, we ended up meeting, and honestly, he was—he put—he was so fun. Anyone who knows him knows he has the best sense of humor, and so he automatically made me feel comfortable. Well,
1: all I needed to know to see his sense of humor was uh, on your Instagram. Uh, he appeared in a Speedo at one point and so I almost unfollowed you because no, can't
0: do that. <laughs> I could go on and on about him. So you probably should cut me off there. <laughs> no, no, like,
1: no, seriously, I, I, I don't know you. Uh, in fact, I've only been in your presence like this is the second time mm-hmm. and we barely kind of had a superficial conversation before. Yeah. But he... He seems like he and you together seem like a hoot. Like I, I I think you guys seem like a very entertaining couple.
0: Well, and I was thinking this week, you know, and I actually said it to him. I really do think, I mean, of of course, marriage is such a big topic, but I think that laughing is the key to a good, a good and happy, healthy marriage because laughing takes humility. There's sometimes where he's trying to make me laugh and I'm mad, but like to be humble and just like laugh with him. It really gets us through a lot of our conflict. and if if we can just laugh together every single day, I really think that we we can get through anything, you know. And as silly as that sounds, I really we've made it a goal to make sure that we always laugh together
1: so let me let me push a little further on that. when when do you when do you know you're crossing the line? into laughing to help the relationship and laughing to ignore the problem?
0: Mm, I can't ignore problems. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's actually kind of good for me to sometimes, you know, move through the problems with laughter um, because sometimes I'm like, I am so focused on the, on the problem and he is so good. He's, he really is the first to forgive, the first to move on, the first to just want to be happy. And I really love that about him. He's a peacemaker. Yeah. And I'm the person that, well, and he just, he really has so much love and he lets it go. And I'm kind of an analyzer and I overthink and I love to communicate. So all of those things put together, sometimes I overexhaust issues <laughs> and uh, he's <laughs> like, let's just laugh. And so I really, that is one of my favorite things about him. And he has helped me have a better sense of humor. <laughs>
1: well, that's good. I, I want to go back. One thing you said that I wanted to follow up on, like. You said he was so involved in being with his family, mm-hmm. nieces and nephews, and posting about that, and that, that attracted you. Like, why is that important to you?
0: Family. So I'm the oldest of three siblings and, well, oldest of, yeah, there's three of us. And my family means everything to me. Um, being the oldest, I cared a lot about my younger siblings. I cared a lot about being a good example for them. And um, one thing that I really am grateful for is my my family, my parents taught us to have good relationships I remember when I was young my mom saying that someday mom and dad aren't going to be here and you're just going to have your siblings and it's up to you guys if you're going to be friends and so I think that's really stuck and I've remembered that and you know sibling relationships can be tough but I really do have good relationships with my siblings and I want them to know that I love them no matter what that this is our family is a safe place And so I have a background of family being so important to me. And so to see him that way and see him with kids just totally like made me fall in love with him because it's so important to me as well.
1: Good. Well, let's talk about your siblings then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know you through your sibling, your little sister. Um, She won the Miss Utah's Outstanding Teen Teen Competition, which is the teen arm of the Miss America organization for the state. And you had also won that back in the day, yeah, I'm told. And I so did. go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> um what did it mean to you to see her succeeding on that level after you had done the same?
0: Oh my gosh. You know, a little backstory with me and Charlie. I was so excited to get a little sister. Um, it goes me and then we have a little brother and then her and um I was so excited to get a little sister and it's so funny because when we were younger people may think we're similar now but when we were younger she was not interested in anything I was interested in. I wanted to do her hair and paint her nails and she was like hated that. I remember being so upset as, you know, 8-year-old, 9-year-old, 10-year-old like trying to do her hair and she'd rip it out and trying to do her nails and she wouldn't sit still. And she would <laughs> she would rather be playing in the dirt, you know, the youngest child just wanted it she didn't care if she got a shower and And it's so funny, but, um, you know, as we grew up, she did kind of follow in my footsteps and we were five years apart. And so there were years where it was kind of tough to be involved in the same things. And I think that, you know, I'm like, oh, the the annoying little sister that's following in my footsteps. But it seriously, it changed when we could start to relate to each other as teenagers. And she watched me. um, And, you know, this is a sensitive topic for me because I love her so much. She followed in my footsteps and cheered me on through every single thing that I did. And that's one thing that has always stood out to me about Charlie is she has the biggest hug and she's always cheering you on. And especially for me to be there kind of in, you know, the behind the scenes of, of all of my victories. And so to see her grow into, you know, her own and become her, her own beautiful, strong, talented self. And it was so different than how I was. And that was so cool to see that she she found out and she learned who she was and we were able to stand by each other and her success and my success only made our you know co- collective success more and it was so fun to to support her and I just could not have been more excited for her to have her moment and we just talked that whole year how that was that was her year that was so and it was so she did so many things different than I did and it was just so beautiful to see her come into her own, and she's now—I mean, I have to brag a little bit because she's living in Italy right now for the month of July.
1: I know, I'm jealous. Opera,
0: and I've been able to call and hear all of her stories, and I'm just so proud of her, you know, and and hearing her struggles and her <laughs> victories, and um, yeah, she's she's also kind of a big deal.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, she really is a big deal. I think she's going to go far. And and the thing that I like most about her is just uh. You you mentioned she's she's the the best hugger. Mm-hmm. I guess is pretty she much is. Yeah, how you she's said the best it. Hugger. I don't. I'm not a hugger. That's not my deal. <laughs> but like, she's one of those people that she she comes in for a hug, and you kind of can't refuse because uh-huh. because it's like she expects yes that you want to hug her yeah. back, and it's yeah. like it's not my deal, but. <laughs>
0: There's I'm, no question in her head to to give somebody a hug, and I love that about her. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: growing on me, but that's still not, not. You're not ideal. a hugger. <laughs> no, definitely not a hugger.
0: That's your um,
1: buddy. But uh, yeah, she's she's a remarkable, remarkable person, and, right? And uh, she's just got the whole world ahead of her, and this this Italian trip just kind of makes me a little jealous.
0: Well, and I think as siblings, you have the choice. Um, you know, my husband's from a really competitive family, and and they all you know do the same things and play the same sports, and. And I've, I've just seen how important it is in sibling relationships to not have the urge to compete. Like, I think that's been the cool thing about Charlie and I is I really have seen it as, you know, both of us succeeding only equals to more success. And I've been, I've really had to make decisions to, you know, like be so happy for her. And I think she's done the same for me and, and it does take, you know, work and mindfulness to get to a place where you're, you know, not comparing yourself to each other or in your sport. And, um, I'm so grateful for the relationship that we have. And then we've been able to support each other while doing the same things.
1: Cool. I, and I want to ask you about your other sibling. I don't know the other sibling. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, what, what, what do you like about you, It's You said it's a guy, right? Uh-huh. Uh, what do you like about him? What, what makes you proud to be his sister?
0: Oh my gosh. You're like tugging at my heartstrings. This is like.
1: (laughs) If you're not crying, I did it wrong.
0: Right. Well, his name is Sean and we're about 18 months apart. And so we, we grew up really close and he is so fun. Like he has such a fun personality. And the biggest thing about him is he is such a hard worker. And one of the memories that I remember from him growing up is just his discipline. You know, I, I kind of had my parents telling me, Sav, you need to go practice your dance. You need to go practice. You need to do this. And Sean, I don't know that I ever heard my parents have to tell him to go, you know, work on his, his sport that he was in. And um, in his room, he actually had a log sitting next to his bed. And I don't even know if he knows that this like meant anything to me. But um, it was the amount of miles that he was going to run in a day. And he would like check them off every single day. And he was doing this to make himself a better wrestler. And, um, it just, it, it was so cool to me to see that kind of discipline and that he really did hold himself accountable. And I've just been so impressed with the person that he is. He still is such a hard worker. I'm so proud to be his sister.
1: You mentioned wrestling and, and you're on this, you're on this local hit TV show. Mm-hmm. Th- that's the TV show. That's the local TV show. That's the one, right? That's the, yeah. b- the big <laughs> yep. one. Um, but you do come from a small town. Mm-hmm. there's nothing like a small town and and wrestling that kind of goes together <laughs> right so you mentioned that what as a girl growing up in a small town uh-huh. um what is it that you really strive for? I mean, there's a lot of good small town values, but you yet yeah, you wanted to be uh uh involved in t v and producing things and whatever right What is it about the the draw that did, were you torn coming to the city?
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. So growing up in small town Aurora, Utah, you know, like I said, that was good things, Utah and living in Salt Lake City was a big dream. And, you know, since then, I feel like I've had my eyes open to just the world and the possibilities. Um, and, and so I have a little bit different perspective now. But yeah, growing up in a small town, that was a big dream. And I think what really drew me to the show was good things. You know, there's so much happening in the world. There's so much crap. And especially it's just got, gotten worse and worse since I've been growing up and um, the need for just spreading good good news, good things happening. And that's been one of my favorite things about working there is I get to see people every single day who are believing in themselves and who are creating and, you know, building their, a business and, and going for it and having courage. And I also see people overcoming challenges and Um, You know, I see people just standing for good. And that that's something that I am really passionate about. And that all has always aligned with the message of, you know, good things. Utah is just spreading good news and connecting with the good people that live here in this state.
1: So let me ask you this. I I hope it's a tough question, Mm -hmm. but I I really want your answer. If you had grown up in that same small town in the 70s, how how would it have been different would it been Would it have been more difficult to network in the types of ways that got you here
0: hmm. I'm, I'm, talk- I'm
1: talking I'm talking pre internet <laughs>
0: <laughs> pre internet well yeah i because I think about how I was able to even get introduced to you know good things Utah or you know pageants, and a lot of it was yeah it was through networking was through you know pageantry and and so, yeah, I think it would have been, it definitely would have been difficult. Um, my town is so small too. I don't even know if we would have had the technology to like drive all the way to Salt Lake.
1: <laughs> I think you would have had cars. Right, little
0: <laughs> buggies or something. I don't know. <laughs> when did that actually come?
1: <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think it's remarkable that, you know, it's, it, and this came to my mind when, like earlier, like right when we first started, I was, I, you were talking about you're from a small town and that, and I was like, pre-internet. There's just, people didn't really go that far from their hometowns, mm-hmm. like traditionally, right? And, well, and uh, there's so little ways to network. Mm-hmm. The internet has really, you can you can do what you want to do yeah. because you can network in the types of ways you need to. And I just thought that was such a revelation to me. Like, yeah. Anyway.
0: Well, and your perspective is only as big as your reality. Right. And I mean, like I said, growing up in that small town, I I only had so big of dreams. And I think that's really interesting because as I've go- gone throughout my life and learned and gained more knowledge and just become more exposed, I my eyes are open to like, wow, I could do so many different things. And so, yeah, I think that's so interesting to like think about, you know, we're in 2022 and all the possibilities that we have now and to be connected with, you know, opportunities at a click of a finger. It's just crazy.
1: It is. And I, I anyway, that's a thought yeah. that came to me earlier. <laughs> Let me ask you this: You have got, you know, you were involved. You won the state pageant um, in the Miss Organ- American organization as a teen. You are on a TV show that's fairly successful. Um, you, I believe, you were on the cheer team at, at UVU while you were there, right?
0: I was. Yes. Was
1: that what? Did you guys compete in the in the cheer championships?
0: We did. Yes. Yeah. So I I cheered there for four years. Um, it was a big deal to me to like finish, which is so funny. It's like. For the sake of finishing, you know, like being a four-year college cheerleader, I feel like doesn't mean too much after you're done with college.
1: No, you can't take it with you.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, seriously. It kind of runs its course. But um, we did compete at um, the NCAA NCAA National Championship. So Mm. that was kind of cool. A lot of people don't know that side of cheerleading.
1: Yeah, the competition arm is uh, fairly robust nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you guys do?
0: Good. Oh my gosh. It was such a journey. My first year that I was cheering there, we were kind of in transition with a new coach. We kind of built our second year. Um, We took second, our second year, and then we got a new coach. Then we were building again. And that next year we took third. And then sad, sad day, our, my senior year, COVID canceled our championship, which Uh, was so sad. Well, I would (laughs) just
1: claim it anyway. I just say we we, we would have won.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh.
1: And so, did what led you to to college cheerleading? Was it the, through dance or was it through cheer or both? High yeah, school cheer? So,
0: like I said, growing up in a small town, um, you know, there there's only so much available. And I did. I started out dancing, and I loved, I loved to dance. I loved to perform. I loved being, you know, on a stage in front of people. Um, when I got into high school, we didn't have a drill team at the time, and that's kind of what led me to cheer. And I had the best coaches who seriously took. Us girls that had grown up dancers from ground zero, <laughs> and taught us how to how to cheer, how to do stunts, how to transition from you know cheerleading to now putting each other's lives in each other's hands. And um, I really am so grateful for them because, like you said, being from a small town, you know, it, you are you are kind of limited, and and it did take a lot of hard work and you know the courage to dream big to even consider cheering in college. You know we would always say, you know, growing up that there are girls who have been cheering since they were tiny, like three, four. And we all started in high school at, you know, level one. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm so grateful for coaches who believed in me and like gave me that spark to, to believe in myself and to even think that that was a possibility. And, and I worked really hard and, um, I still had that dance background, but I, I did try out for the cheer team at UVU and ended up ended up making it. And it was, it was for really fun years. I'm so, I have no regrets taking that path. I met so many friends and had so many good experiences and really like improved a lot. And um, that was so, that was honestly, I, so fun.
1: Did that come with a scholarship?
0: Um, Yes. Yeah. Of course, you know, cheerleading, we're still fighting for a place in in to become in, in sports, yeah, <laughs> yeah. to be con- considered a sport, but we definitely got um, scholarship assistance.
1: Well, I dare anybody to do a backflip and tell me that that's not a sport,
0: right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and 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 I say that I, you know, it's not a sport in a traditional sense. You don't play defense in that, but there's there's definitely athleticism to it, and and uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we need to. Well, I think cover TV coverage means a lot. Getting the getting the cheer competitions covered on TV. In mainstream TV would would help a lot.
0: Well, and you know what's really cool? I have to brag a little bit because throughout my my college cheer experience, I ended up working for a um, company called USA, the United Spirit Association, and I taught cheer camps throughout the summer. So um, I traveled around the West Coast teaching cheer camps to high school age kids. And um, I met and I got connected with so many incredible people throughout the entire nation um, and it's really cool because some of my friends cheer. If you if you know, you know, at that school called Navarro, that is now famous on Netflix. Um, there's a new series on Netflix called Cheer, and it highlights the competitive side of cheerleading. And a lot of those at,
1: at that specific school.
0: Yes, yeah, okay. and they're like the best of the best. Okay. Um, and so it it highlights what we do competing at NCA Nationals, um, and what it means to to be a competitive cheerleader because. You know, up until this point, I think you see, you know, Bring It On or just the high school shows that show the girls on the sidelines. And there is a different side to cheerleading. And and I'm really glad that we're starting to shed some light on that.
1: Yeah. So I don't know anything about that, the competition side. Mm-hmm. One thing that's difficult for me when I watch, uh, say, the Olympics, you know, you're watching gymnastics, diving, you're watching the judged sports, and so much, so much of the judging is opaque to me. Mm-hmm. And I assume that cheerleading is a judged sport as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they looking for? How do you how how can you know that you're succeeding um, before you go into competition? Like what what do you do to prepare for this the scoring that you need to do? Yeah,
0: there is different categories. So there's an execution score, so the way you do it a difficulty score which is what you do and then showmanship which is is how you know how you show it off because <laughs> obviously <laughs> cheerleaders
1: on. the the core tenet of cheerleading is that you got to get the crowd pumped yeah so performing is important
0: yes yeah and and so within those different categories you're you know scored from 1 to 5 and each score has different skills that you have to meet in those categories and so um you you put together a 2 minutes 2 minute and 30 30 second routine um, that's just high energy, go, 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 throwing girls in the air, tumbling, um, dancing your little booty off. And, um, you know, the judges, there is actually a video and they watch it back and judge you and and you get deductions if you fall or if you don't, you know, execute the skills correctly. And so, yeah, a lot of people don't know that either um, as far as how the judging goes.
1: Yeah, it's opaque to me. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, how much pressure do you feel?
0: Oh my gosh, there is nothing, nothing. I still, there's nothing better than the excitement and the nerves and just the anticipation right before you go on the mat. Because I mean, it's just, it's different than any other sport. There's so much at stake. You're throwing, you know, humans up in the air. You're flipping your bodies like crazy and everything has to be spot on. Um, you know, landing with your feet together. You can't make any mistakes. You can't step off the mat. And it's it's obvious if you make a mistake. If a girl comes falling down from the air, like people know, and and so just the excitement and the crowd and just like your team, it's just oh my gosh, it makes me jittery thinking about. It's one of my, <laughs> my favorite. It's one of my favorite things.
1: <laughs> so so, what's more fulfilling to you, um, nailing a cheer routine with your team, or as a solo person winning the state uh, team competition?
0: You know, I, there's, that's so hard because it's a team, a team sport versus like individual victory. Right. But um, I asked
1: you, you have to, you have, to, have decide. to decide.
0: I have to decide. I honestly, I honestly would say um, not, not necessarily winning the pageant title was more fulfilling, but becoming that person and having worked on myself individually, aside from, you know, cheer skills, working on who I am on the inside and how I see myself and my confidence and my ability to speak about what I'm passionate about, and to be passionate about service, and you know, know who I am, I think I'm way, I feel way more fulfilled with that than I do a cheer competition.
1: <laughs> cool. So, what was your social social impact initiative?
0: It was so, and I. This I is going to date called me. A platform yeah, that, yeah. Okay. I'm like, this is going to date me. I um, it was called a platform back then. And mine was called the kindness campaign, okay. which is something I'm still very much passionate about. But yes, I had different, you know, programs that I would put onto different age groups about being kind and different challenges that I would extend. And, and yeah, I traveled throughout the state and it was something that I, I still am passionate about to this day.
1: And what are you doing to carry that on to this day?
0: You know, I'm not as involved as I, as I used to be speaking But it really is something that's important to me to adopt as a lifestyle. Um, It's so important to remember every single day to look outside of yourself. It's so easy, especially right now with just so much going on and so many things pulling at our attention um, and grabbing our focus on negative things to focus on how we can, you know, lift somebody up. And something that I think is really important is to have the eyes to see. That's something that I always you know, I pray to have is, is the eyes to see someone who's in need or, um, you know, somebody that I could offer any bit of kindness to, to lift them up. Um, and so that's something that, that I've, it really has become a part of who I am.
1: It has, I could I could tell, um, I want to say this, I'm, I'm really pumped up by this conversation. Thank you. (laughs) Like, you're a very accomplished person and, and confident and, and happy. And, and that's, that's the thing. And I want to say you should probably reward yourself by moving (laughs) to Hawaii for a year.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Check.
1: (laughs) So, so talk to us about Hawaii. How did you end up there?
0: Oh my goodness. How fun was
1: it? All that stuff. So
0: fun. So, I mean, it's so funny that you talk about it as a reward and I hope (laughs) this doesn't sound, um, You know, it was work and grateful. Yeah, I'm grateful. But when my husband proposed the idea of moving to Hawaii, I actually was like, what? Like (laughs) I was at a friend's house, like crying. I'm like, I cannot move to Hawaii. What am I going to do there? That's so far away. We were in the middle of a pandemic. um, And so there was a lot of nerves there. But I really did feel pulled to to go there and to grow grow there. And um, and so, yeah, we ended up moving to Hawaii. My husband was um, playing basketball for the University of Hawaii and um, finishing his schooling. And I was kind of just figuring life out. And I really am so grateful for that time because, you know, we I had just graduated college in the middle of a pandemic. My cheer season had got, gotten canceled unexpectedly. Uh, my husband and I sporadically decided to get married wait, two months earlier than we had originally planned. Two days before we actually got married, <laughs> and um, so it was kind of a chaotic time. And to move to a place like Hawaii, um, you know, be out there just on my own. I didn't have my, you know, my support system was back in Utah cheering me on, but I was all on my own, and I was really and,
1: and he was traveling with his and he was with traveling his with his team. Yeah,
0: yeah, he was, and and so I was really like learning a lot about myself. And I finally, I mean, it, the first couple months were so tough. But I finally got to the point where I just let go. And I was like, you know what? I'm here to learn. I'm going to find out who I am because I was no longer a cheerleader. I was no longer a college student. I was all of a sudden married. And so it was just this whole new identity. And, um, you know, I grew a lot. And I finally just let go of like what I thought I was and what I thought I was supposed to be. And I really just accepted like who I am. And that that was really cool. And I'm so, so grateful. And now Hawaii holds such a special place in my heart because of how much I grew up there and and now I miss it so much you know like I mean for all that but also I miss the beach I miss the perfect weather one thing that's been funny is being back in Utah I'm like it's hot I didn't think I thought (laughs) I would be I thought I would be sad about the cold yeah I thought I'd be sad about the cold but now in the summer I'm like oh my gosh like Hawaii was the perfect temperature all year round I'm like dying of heat right now <laughs> I want to go back to where it's like perfectly you know moderate weather and um the beach I really do miss obviously the ocean and it's such it's such a special place to me I'm excited to visit it.
1: so what do you take away from Hawaii as, as far as um people things like like I know Hawaii's got the beach and it's got mm-hmm. the weather and 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 your husband was playing basketball which I'm sure was fun to yeah. watch and all that like you can you can kind of get those things almost anywhere. What, what do you take away from, from the Hawaiian people? Oh my
0: gosh, their culture. Um, I remember talking to a family member who is from the island, telling her the kind of pressure that I put on myself, you know, that I'm supposed to do this and I, I put, I'm so hard on myself and I wish I was better at this and I'm not good enough. And she looked at me like I was crazy. Like she was like, what even are those feelings? They are just so laid back. And just, you know, simple, like no worries. And, and I loved that. And that really, I I adopted that like the simple mindset and the, you know, we're fine. We're, we're laid back. We're chill. Like life is good. And, um, that's probably the thing I miss the most is just the simple, simple mentality, also simple lifestyle. Um, it was, you did like one thing in a day, <laughs> like you went to work and then maybe you went to the beach or you, if we had a free Saturday, we would drive to one, island, one side of the Island. We wouldn't like, we didn't have places to be. We didn't have things like calling our attention. And I loved that because there was so much room for like adventure and, you know, Oh, we haven't been there before. Let's turn off this road and see where this takes us. Or, you know, what is that food place? We never stopped there. And it just was kind of cool to be in a place where We had nowhere to be. We really were living on island time and, and we had a blast.
1: (laughs) It sounds like it. Um, let me ask you where, where, uh, where do you want to be? Like, like this, you're right now, you're living the dream that you engineered for yourself when Mm -hmm. you, when you were in high school Mm -hmm. or maybe even junior high, um, Obviously there's this isn't this isn't it yeah. what, what's next for you what do you what do you want to be doing in 10 years 5 years re- when you retire
0: Yeah oh my gosh Me and Kasdan are just dreaming right now we're like at the stage where we're trying to create you know what we see and it's been so cool to check this this box but yeah now it's kind of like what is next and um you know we're so excited to live life together we want to travel and see the world and experience no- new things um we want to obviously raise a family, um, we're ambitious and we want a lot of kids. Who knows if that will <laughs> happen when that actually starts. But, you know, I think the dream is to be, I always say, like surrounded in my babies, all my babies and, um, you know, just enjoying life, like taking it back to to simple life, enjoying quality time together.
1: Well, I don't think that there's a better goal than that. And there's lots of different ways to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. But I, I hope you and your guy find that with all of your babies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's covered in all my, all my babies. <laughs>
1: that sounds weird to say when you don't even have one <laughs> yeah. yet, but, but uh, um, I really, really appreciate you coming out on the, on the, on the show. Um, this has been a good conversation. Like I said, I'm pumped up. Uh, you're just kind of one of those people that I think that I, I gravitated towards the people who are driven like you. Um, and that's, that's really cool. I just want to say thank well, you. Thank
0: you. Thank you for chatting. And, and you are incredibly talented as well. I love following you on Instagram and seeing all that you're doing. So thank you for chatting with me.
1: Yeah. Anytime. <laughs>
0: I'll have to do it again.
1: Okay. <laughs> ne- next week I'm free. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. We will uh, cut it off here. And uh, I, I really appreciate your time.
0: Perfect. Thanks, Greg.
1: So that's Savvy. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I definitely did. She gives me lots of energy. People who are driven like that and people who are kind Uh, It just makes the world a better place. So I'm cool with that. This show is looking for a sponsor. If you know someone or if you are someone who would like to sponsor good content like this, get a hold of me. I'd like to talk to you. And as always, thanks for listening.